this is Tonkabon episode 82. This week we'll be going over Mason Okoku by Rubiko Takahashi, volumes 9 and 10. Uh, my name is Cole Greco, and joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going? Yeah, um, so in our last episode we talked about, like, some of the people that are considered the goats of, like, 80s and 90s romance manga, and as we've been continuing on with the series, I'm like, man... I think Rumiko Takahashi might be a little bit overrated. <laughs> I've been like giving her passes because I'm like, you know, this has got to get like really good at some point. Mm-hmm. This has had its moments, but man, maybe maybe it's just this series not like hitting the way it should for me. Yeah, but I'm like, man, Mitsuru Adachi really does clear because <laughs> <laughs> some of this was rough to get through. Uh, okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me, because reading through this week's chapters, near the end, I was like, man, like, what did I just, what did I just do? Like, why did I, why did I read these 22 chapters or whatever? I mean, they're not, the thing is, like, they're not bad. They just feel, at least where we're at in this story, it just feels so mediocre. It feels so alright, you know? Yeah, like, I was, as I was, like, flipping through the Viz manga app, chapters and like looking at my reflection in the black screen as it loaded up (laughs) the next chapter i'm like what are you doing why are you reading this yep yeah i think i think maybe the issue is i mean uh mason okoku i feel like is definitely her least popular i mean maybe she has other stuff that's less popular but of the kind of core whatever four or five series this is the least popular one yeah um so maybe there's there's reason for that like you know, I'd like to give Ranma a try, um, but I will say after reading this, I don't know if I'll go back and try Yurusei Yatsura, like the one that's yeah. even earlier than this. I don't know if I need to read 300 chapters of that. Me either. I actually did look at the first chapter recently, and mm. it seemed kind of fun, but then, I, yeah, I saw the amount of chapters, and I'm like, no way can I do this. No. Yeah, no so way. Yeah, so so Ranma, I might give a, sh- a shot at some point. Um because you know it's got it's got like the the martial arts element to it and stuff, so I'm like, okay, maybe she could do that that pretty well, or like you know Inuyasha is definitely like some fights and things, so maybe that becomes more of her thing as time goes on. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this this one not not quite it. This is not my favorite manga that we've we've covered on the show. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Totally um, agree. So all that being said, let's uh let's hop into volume nine here. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's, uh, let's get it. Yep, so volume 9 starts with chapter 85. Uh, Godai gets a late start to job hunting and with no luck resorts to taking over the family diner. Unfortunately, he's late and it's being taken over by his brother-in-law instead. Uh, while Godai is away, Kyoko thinks he's asking his parents permission to marry her. And when he returns, they naturally get their wires crossed, but uh, all gets kind of resolved in the end. Um, this was sort of a, a throwaway chapter to just sort of further highlight kind of you know, how, how behind everyone else Godai is. Um, but I do have to say, do sort of feel his plight. Took me, took me a little while after graduating to find a full-time job. So I, uh, I understand the, the stress. Yeah. Same here. Um, this, this part of the series was honestly one of the more relatable ones. And I kind of wish they had like went specifically a bit more into depth with his like job search they, they do talk about it, it like ties into the plot but i yeah. wish you got a bit more of this just like him struggling and like trying to figure out what he's gonna do 
because Godai can be a relatable character, but mm-hmm. it's just the parts of his character that you don't want to relate to <laughs> that they end up actually focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like we could have. Yeah, he would have been much more interesting if you talk about him not being able to find the job more and less of him, uh, you know, sexually harassing characters in the in the manga. Exactly. Like there's. In fact, I feel like we mentioned this early on, but people struggling like this in a realistic way, not like in a you know extreme like living out of a cardboard box poverty way, but mm-hmm. just like you know people struggling as like members of the working class or people just trying to like you know figure life out. That's something you don't see a lot in this type of series. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. so much more they could have done with it. Yep, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that the. The sort of good parts of the series are like underutilized, you know. Um, instead, we end up getting characters like, you know, Nikaido, which is just sort of like Mitaka, or not Mitaka, but Godai, like part two in, in a sense. Yeah. And honestly, now that you bring Nikaido up, did he like appear at all in any of these volumes? He, he was he in was... like one chapter, and then I don't know if he was in any of the others in this one yeah all all that fanfare and for what Mm -hmm. well i do know so i don't even know if he's gonna make a return because i remember (laughs) seeing in the like reading about it for the anime they don't even include his part in the anime so like he's so inconsequential i guess you know spoilers for the later things he's so inconsequential to the story (laughs) that they didn't even need him when they you know are are adapting it (laughs) wow um, next up is chapter 86. Uh, in chapter 86, Mitaka takes the gang, uh, to the pool, uh, sans Godai because Godai is job hunting. Um, except it turns out he's not. He's taken a job waiting at the pool, uh, to make a little money. Um, he tries to hide from everyone the whole day, uh, and Kyoko kind of starts weighing her options between Godai and Mitaka. Uh, while in the pool, her top comes off and Godai, uh, notices this and kind of stealthily returns it to her. Um, but she sees him and tells him uh, that he doesn't have to pretend around her. This was this chapter was okay. Um, I do like the panels uh, near the end of Godai crawling on the ground like you know solid snake to try to like return and get away <laughs> uh, from returning her bathing suit. Those are pretty fun. And like at the end when he's you know stands up and she realizes it's him because he's got all the scratches on his arms. I thought that was uh, pretty funny. But you know this this one's all right. It's it was. The, the jokes in it were funny, but the sort of plot development of it, where it's more of this, you know, go diverse Mitaka thing that's just been kind of tired, because I don't, I'm not convinced by her, like, weighing the two options in her head, and that becomes even worse as these volumes uh, go on. Right, and um, this is kind of just a stock anime and manga oh, scenario yeah, chapter. Mm-hmm. The one joke that you didn't mention that I really did like was the final one where Godai writes a haiku about the experience. And he says, as the summer fades, cicada cries sink deeply into my forearms. <laughs> I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Also weird, like, why was this poem put in here? <laughs> Godai doesn't write poems at any other point. <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe maybe at the like night school classes they mention him taking later on. Maybe he's in a poetry mm-hmm. workshop to get some credit hours. I, I don't yeah. know exactly how that works, but I was gonna say that that would have been like a kind of fun uh, like little framing device, maybe, but uh, just randomly here. But I'm all right with it. And that I will say that panel too at the end where they're just like uh, 
chilling kind of the outside the house or whatever that one's really cool too that's a good looking panel yeah i i very much agree there um chapter 87 Godot begins student teaching at kyoko's old schools and it seems like one of the girls uh, has a crush on him um this is just kind of the the setup chapter for uh in my opinion uh, a just brutally awful arc okay i'm glad you say that because i like wanted to die reading this whole arc <laughs> it for felt one, like it man the, yeah, yeah the, the pacing on. is miserable mm-hmm. and like two the subject matter as it will find out is extremely uncomfortable it is <laughs> and yeah. three yeah it's like it just fucking sucks like, it's so bad yeah it's, it's just it's not going good. back and forth yeah mm-hmm. back yeah, and yeah. forth between the same characters every time the same argument over and over again nothing mm-hmm. happens or progresses yep it man having to like do the summaries for this one and like you know having to kind of think about it was like this is gonna this is gonna kill me (laughs) Um, yeah and two like you can hand wave some problematic things in manga or really you know any media away with like it was a different time like that is you know i'm not i'm not saying that's necessarily okay but like I, i can do it right like they're yeah things what is acceptable changes but like this one even there's no sort of you can't even make that conceit because there's characters in here that are like oh that's a little weird for the high school student to be after the 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 teacher right like there's no one that's even like oh well i mean there are people that are like oh this happens all the time i mean our main you know one of our other main characters kyoko uh did the same thing so she's like oh yeah this is just what you do but then like the you know, his sort of, um, like, the teacher, I guess, that he's studying under or whatever, she's sort of like, yeah, you don't want to get wrapped up in that. <laughs> There's other people that are like, yeah. you know, oh, a high school student go die? Like, wink, wink. Like, you know, there's other people that are sort of recognizing that, yeah, it's still in, like, a jokey manner, but they're still sort of being like, yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. That's, you know, you're you're going a little too far here. <laughs> I just, yeah. this whole arc I mean, is- it- <laughs> trash man it's so bad it's kind of funny that even godai himself finds himself like drawing the line here yeah which is (laughs) rare for him it's like who is this just like the author co-signing this Mm because nobody is on board for it except for like the one character yeah it's and i guess like miss ichinose i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, this arc is this arc is bad, but we'll uh, we'll get into it more here in a little bit, though. Um, next up is chapter 88. Uh, one of the girls, Yagami, does indeed have a crush on Godai. Uh, they end up following him to the Ikoku and meet Kyoko. Yagami then gets a picture of she and Godai together and sends it to Kyoko as a declaration of war. Um, this one's weird, too. They just follow him to his house. Um, I do... The one part of this I do like is Yagami sort of just being like, I'm waging war on Kyoko. I do think that yeah. is kind of that is kind of funny. She's like, oh, this other girl's in here? Well, I'm just going to like, I'm going to sabotage. I, I do kind of appreciate that if we if we can step back from the, the weirdness of the fact that she's a high school girl. Um, I do think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the art in this chapter is pretty good. I think mm-hmm. over the course of this, Takahashi's art style improves. And I feel like 
we've seen it develop over time, but I think in this chapter specifically is where she inaugurates what would later become like her signature art style with like the the triangular noses. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of looks like a cat or like an animal in a weird way. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really Yag- noticed it reading this chapter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say Yagami's. Yeah, Yagami's eyes are definitely like in a lot of these panels very. They look like very uh, like manga cat like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and p- sometimes people like people's noses are really popping out of their face here. Usually, you barely even see a nose with any dimension to it mm-hmm. in manga illustration. But either it's like pretty realistically proportioned, or it's a literal upside down triangle <laughs> on the person's face. Yep, exactly. Um, next up is chapter eighty nine. Um, Yagami tries to seduce Godai by trapping him in the sports utility room and stripping down. However, Godai, uncharacteristically, does not take advantage of the situation. Yagami gets in trouble when she's caught by the head teacher and uh, Kyoko. Um, first off, fire um, like cover page. Love like the watercolor thing. You can see like the the, the textured uh, like paper that she used or whatever. That one's really cool. Um, but another tropey tropey chapter in like the reverse sense you get this in every like rom-com manga and normally it's like if not like a weird moment it's like the thing where you know they get trapped in the closet someone gets scared and they end up you know because when people in manga or movies or whatever fall they naturally fall with their faces together so you know they get the the kind of the first kiss the accidental kiss (laughs) this one you get that a little bit but it's uh just way more creepy I'm going to say uh, kudos to the headmaster woman in these chapters. She's the yeah. only one in this series that has <laughs> like, a legit moral compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this chapter is so... This chapter is so whack. This first panel where they're in the storage closet and uh, Yagami comes out with her shirt off. It's like, you just read this, you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are... What? Takahashi needs to... We, we cannot let her cook like this. She needs to She needs to stop. Yeah, like, man, it, it's crazy. Like, it, I want to know, is she like co-signing this behavior is she like promoting this because it kind of seems like she is yeah i was gonna say is it uh maybe it's like a maybe we're looking at the wrong way maybe it's like a commentary and she's sort of putting it in here as like yep this is how all these manga are pretty messed up isn't it um i I don't think so believe that (laughs) i'll say I, i don't think so because we don't get any of that overarching commentary to to sort of tell us this but uh, maybe maybe that's what we need to maybe that's how it needs to be that would that would be a little more clever i think yeah i'll i'll pretend like that's the case <laughs> uh, in chapter 90 yagami and her crew come over to the ikoku and when they all leave yagami makes her last stand to get with godai she refuses to leave and says she's staying the night um i think another issue i have with this too is that yagami just kind of sucks like She's really yeah. annoying. Like, not that it would make the situation better if she were, like, a fun character, but at least, like, if she had some some fun jokes, some fun stuff going on, it's like, well, it's creepy, but at least we get to hang out with Yagami, who is, like, a good character. Yagami's just downright annoying. 
Yeah, she's like the victim in all this. Yeah, I still hate her as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she's so, she's so annoying. And like, I don't know. There's <laughs> this, this. There is the panel at the end where she's just like changed into the pajamas. That is kind of funny. I do like that. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'm staying here. I'm in my pajamas now, so I, I can't leave. I do think that is kind of funny. She is, like, the stubbornness is funny. I'll, I'll give her that. But overall, I just, I don't like Yagami. Yeah, and I think the biggest crime in all this is that there's not as much opportunity for Takahashi to do what she does best, which is draw, like, cool locations and put the characters in, like, have them leave the house and go mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, all of exactly. these take place within either the house or the school mm-hmm. and there's not as much opportunity to like draw cool stuff that we haven't seen yet yeah there is a panel here on page 11 at the bottom where it's yagami and her friends are coming over to the yokoku and yagami's carrying like the bag it's got like the big like loaf of bread in it and all the other girls have like some pretty cool outfits on like this one this one girl i know it's not but she looks like she's in a baseball uniform i was thinking the <laughs> she's same got, thing like, the yeah. button-up shirt the white pants um so i do think that's funny they've got they actually have like varied hairstyles which is very different for uh for takahashi like the the uh, quote-unquote baseball girl she's got like a little like short short cut going on so um that is a, a very cool panel all the character designs for these background like just crowd extras are so mm-hmm. much better than the main cast and i don't know why that is yep just yeah swap them out mm-hmm. yeah well i guess if you're having to to draw this manga every week it's easier yeah. if you have like the same character model for everyone yeah <laughs> that's true um, in chapter 91, Yagami's plan to stay the night works, uh, but she has to sleep with Kyoko. Uh, the two talk about their feelings or lack thereof for Godai. Um, kind of throwaway chapter. I feel like we've had these a, a couple times where it's like um, Kyoko sort of like mulling back and forth. Like, does she like Godai? Does she not? And, you know, it's, it is what it is. We've, we've had this a, a number of times. There are some, some like well-drawn moments in this one. Um, like this one of uh, Kyoko like brushing her hair here. Like you, you know, see like the mirror. She sit on this cool like little stool thing. Um, that's fun. And I do like there's a um, a drawing maybe like a page later of Kyoko sort of like dreaming that uh, or like thinking about getting stabbed by Yagami in her dream. That looks really funny too. <laughs> she got like a little tiny knife. Um. I think the cover illustration for this is one of the better ones. It's just a really like clean mm-hmm. drawing of Kyoko and Yagami like sitting on the moon, and Yagami's wearing like pajamas that have all of like the astrological symbols on them, which uh, is kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were That's all I gotta the... say about this one, though. Yeah, the say they're on the, the they're on like, the better. They're on the like the DreamWorks uh DreamWorks moon here. Yeah, with the, kid, the kid fishing. <laughs> Um, next up is chapter 92. Um, chapter 92 is Godai's last day of student teaching, and he and Yagami walk into school together arm in arm. Um, rumors spread and everything gets uh, kind of blown out of proportion, but in the end, Yagami is over her crush on Godai until he leaves. Um, and at that point, she realized that maybe she does have some feelings for him. This chapter... It's this whole thing of, like, Yagami likes him, and she's like, well, when you leave, she's not going to. So then she doesn't, and then she's like, well, actually, maybe I do. Like, I don't understand what, 
what the purpose of this chapter is other than to be like, yeah, Godai's, Godai's leaving. Yeah, that's like, I feel like she constructed, and I mean, she mean like Takahashi, she mm-hmm. like constructed this whole storyline and then she's like, I don't even know where I'm going to go with this. <laughs> and so the characters just move in this arbitrary manner. I, mm-hmm. I did think the this like page or panel near the end where she gives Godai a note that just says goodbye forever <laughs> is kind of hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. Also, she's like folded it up real weird. I don't know how she did that, but that's kind of cool. It's like folded into like yeah. a boomerang. <laughs> that's pretty dope. I guess, that, yeah, that's a foreshadowing because even though she says she's going to leave, <laughs> she will be back. Mm-hmm. I also like all the students draw on the whiteboard or on the, the blackboard, I guess. Congrats on your engagement, Yagami and Mr. Godai. <laughs> that would be a wild thing for a teacher to walk into uh, the classroom. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, that that's the thing. Nuts. Some of this would be funny if it didn't like <laughs> make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. Um, next up is chapter 93 Godai still has no job offers and he and Kyoko are approached by the puppetry club to perform for the school uh, that the former club president teaches at now Uh, the story is about a jobless pauper trying to court a princess and after the performance Godai and Kyoko go to eat and Godai just sort of feels bad about himself um, I thought this one was kind of fun. I like the I like the puppets the last time we got them. Uh, I think they're good this time. I like how she's like trying the whole time to just sort of avoid like <laughs> saying like jobless or poor or popper or whatever. Um, yeah, I think the chapter was, was kind of funny. I do think Puppetry Club president is definitely the best girl in this series. Mm-hmm. Why is she not a love interest for Godai? And like, for real. why is she not in here more? Because she has a cool, like, gothic-looking character design. Um, mm-hmm. She's actually funny and has a unique interest. Like, she could be the catalyst for a lot more like cool storylines and jokes, Agreed. especially compared to some of the the boars that we have to follow around for two hundred chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the puppetry club girl is sick. She gives me uh, like proto. Um, oh, I can't remember who's the occult club girl from Sket Dance. Uh, Yuki. Oh maybe? yeah, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. yeah, she gives like proto Yuki vibes a little bit. Like if this was if this manga was allowed to get like a little more weird, I feel like that's what she would be like. This would actually be like the occult. They'd be doing like, um, you know, like occult puppet shows or something. To me, she like looks like a if takahashi was doing fan art of a junji ito character she's got like the <laughs> same sort of like creepy unchanging expression mm-hmm. and like weirdly symmetrical like perfectly groomed bangs and mm-hmm. a kind of like generic in a creepy way design yep. mm-hmm and I did, I did like the joke at the end with uh, Godai asking Kyoko if she can spot him some cash and like her eyes in the following panel. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Just really why that one's funny. Um, so yeah, this chapter was, uh, I think probably the best one of this volume, at least so far, unless these last two, I don't really, can't remember them off the top of my head, but uh, that chapter they weren't right. great. <laughs> um, chapter 94, uh, Mitaka Godai and his three love interests all go to the shrine on New Year's. It's revealed that Yagami's dad is the head of HR at a company that Godai has an interview with. Uh, Godai isn't feeling well, and 
or sorry, Yagami isn't feeling well and makes Gyodai take her home so that he can meet her dad and make a good impression. It goes well, however, her dad forgets who Godai is because he was so drunk. Um, I love a New Year's chapter. This one is cool because we get to see like the girls in the, the Yukatas or whatever and they're all like uh, like very well drawn, uh, very like, uh, I don't know, like pretty detailed. Just one's got like these like cranes or something flying through it. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So... I, I did like that, but once again, it's more, we're back to like weird Yagami stuff, and she has taken uh, Nikaido's mantle of being the one that has like the the flag of Japan, like background to, <laughs> to some of the panels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the cover page for this chapter is maybe like the best illustration we get in the whole series thus far. Like, yeah, it's killer. so detailed. Mm-hmm. and symmetrical and well composed mm-hmm. and despite like a couple of like cool reaction shots throughout this chapter uh it only goes downhill from there but yep. it starts off pretty well mm-hmm. um i don't know if you noticed in this cover page too there's in the left there's like a couple walking up some steps and they're like carrying their dog not their dog their daughter or something who's got like this little like hood up that has like cat ears on or something like that it's actually actually uh, oh very, yeah very that adorable. is cool <laughs> i like that a lot um and then the final chapter of this volume chapter 95 yagami's dad is now angry at godai believing that he put his daughter up to try to get uh kind of in his good graces yagami who's worried for godai buys him an amulet for safe delivery godai heads for the interview but gets swept up in helping a lady deliver uh her baby and he misses the interview um i actually thought this chapter was was pretty good too I love the dad. Yeah. The dad, like, actually being, like, one of the more reasonable people here, being, like, clearly this, like, adult man has, like, kind of tricked my daughter into this. Like, I, <laughs> I, I kind of understand where he's coming from here. And then, like, the whole, yes. like, you know, Godai just getting kind of, like, swept up and helping this lady deliver her baby is hilarious, too. Well, it's also kind of cool. Well, I guess the problem with the boss is related to like a misunderstanding of sorts but Mm -hmm. i did like to see some sort of conflict that doesn't that was more than just people like not able to express their feelings or you know said something that came off wrong like this is Mm -hmm. a legit conflict where someone is in danger and needs help and godai actually does something kind of admirable for once Mm -hmm. like obviously characters gotta have flaws but Godai is like nothing but flaws. It's kind of <laughs> cool to see him get re- redeemed in some way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I also like the the panels of um Yagami's dad when he's like real angry. So there's like fire around the page and stuff, and he just looks <laughs> like he looks so out of place in this manga. He's drawn like much more detailed than all the other characters are. Um, I think this is just a thing with, like, old old people in manga sometimes, because I feel like there's been other instances where, like, this character looks really out of place, and it's because they're, like, I guess they have wrinkles, so they just look more detailed. Um, yeah. Same thing here. But, yeah, any of these, he's, like, cracking his knuckles in some panels and stuff. The Yagami's dad is is great. He looks like, uh, what's his name, the guy from King of the Hill here on the last page. Oh, Hank Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see it. Um. Well, yeah, that does it for uh, Volume 9. Jude, do we want to move into, move into Volume 10? 
Yeah, so in uh, chapter 96, when Godai returns to the apartment, he's moping around and locks himself in his room, which has everyone in the house worried about his well-being, including Yagami. Uh, Yagami's dad storms over to her house to bring her home, only for the husband of the woman Godai helped to show up at the same time and explain everything and like thank him for helping drive his wife to the hospital. Yagami's dad then says that he's changed his mind about Godai, but it's too late to do anything about it since the hiring process has already ended. And in response, Yagami says she refuses to leave the apartment until he gives Godai an interview. Yeah, this is peak annoyance from Yagami. Uh, I also think this is our only Nikaido um, appearance um, when he's handing <laughs> Yagami stuff to throw at her dad. I do like her dad's like walking up to the house. She's just like hitting him in the head with stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, at first, I thought Yag- or, uh, Nikaido's like sweater had a bunch of little spiders on it but now that i'm looking more closely i think it's just like birds or something Mm -hmm. either way pretty cool yeah that's a dope sweater Mm -hmm. and i will say when i first was reading the chapter i thought that that was mitaka who was just like over there hanging out i like forgot (laughs) that nikaido was a character yeah this i I, this may be his only appearance i think he Mm -hmm. is pretty absent yep and he lives there, so yeah. I don't know what's there. I don't know what's going on. And even like later in this chapter, like at the end, there's this panel that shows like all the kind of residents and everyone. And me or uh, and Nikado is just not in any of these frames. Like I don't know. Yeah. He appears and then he's he's even written out of this one chapter where he's he's there. Yeah, he's just become like a gag when he appears in his own mm-hmm. right. Like, his, yeah. own, his own existence is kind of a joke here. Yep, exactly. Um, and actually, going into chapter 97, he does appear for one panel in this one as well. On this one, Yagami and Kyoko are shopping for essentials so that she can live in the apartment. But when they return, Yagami's mom is waiting for them. However, she's unable to convince Yagami to leave. Uh, since she plans to stay in room 5, Kyoko says that Godai will live with her in her room for the future. Later that night, Yagami's dad shows up and asks Godai to come over to his house. But when he gets there, uh, he ends up getting an interview about whether or not he would make a suitable husband rather than a job interview. But in this one, um, he actually does appear for like one chapter where he's like, I'm sick of sleeping in the same room with Godai. It's getting cramped in here. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, you're that's right. about yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this chapter was just all right. I do like this uh, part at the end where you know there's the running gag where Godai he's like lost in thought and he like bonks his head on something. Well, this time he just gets hit by a car. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, this... not much to this. It's a lot of a lot of like talking heads panels, which mm-hmm. is always a no from me. Yep, I agree. There are some cool panels in this one, though. Like, there's this one of Kyoko, like, going through, like, I guess, the kind of shopping district. That one looks sort of cool. Um, And even the one of Yagami, she's, like, walking around with the vacuum cleaner. I think that panel's pretty sick, too, actually. Um, But as a whole, this this arc, these volumes, it's it's hard to really get pumped about any of this. Yeah. In uh, 98, Godai is almost ready to graduate, and he still doesn't have a job lined up. 
While he studies for his exams, Yagami keeps bothering him, and Godai asks her dad to meet with him so he can convince him to make her leave. When they meet up, he's able to explain the whole situation between him, Yagami, and Kiyoko. Later that day, uh, her dad shows up at the Koku house to offer Godai a job as an apology. Uh, I'm glad to see like the this plot moving along mm-hmm. for now. We'll see yeah. what happens later, but mm-hmm. um, once again, this fan, this uh, a lot of this is just a lot of like talking heads panels. Although at the beginning, we do get another cool like intro illustration and some cool panel composition as well Mm -hmm. yeah i do the one thing that i sort of appreciate about this arc at least is that godai is sort of not cool with it like i feel like normally in these you would get the point where godai is like well maybe i do like yagami and like he is pretty consistent in being like no this is whack like (laughs) please please leave so i I do appreciate that. I feel like everyone else is sort of just like ignoring it. They're like, oh, well, she can stay here. And it's like, no, she like this girl cannot stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Looking at this campus, this looks a lot like where we went to college. Actually, the campus is remarkably similar looking. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Very. Uh, Got these weird, very concrete. Brutalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brutalist <laughs> architecture. They got the like little clock tower on an otherwise unassuming looking building Mm -hmm. uh i don't know what's going on but definitely something similar Mm -hmm. yeah the nku inspiring university design all over the world (laughs) (laughs) in uh chapter 99 uh godai daydreams about proposing to kyoko after receiving his first paycheck only to be shocked by the news that the company he was hired by just went bankrupt this chapter i really liked and i thought the like abrupt left turn where he thinks he's gonna get the job but then the Mm -hmm. last second doesn't yep i i liked that it felt like the way things actually happen in real life where you get Mm -hmm. like really excited about something and then at the last second it's like pulled out from under you like it's devastating but it feels mm-hmm. kind of real yep i agree yeah this was definitely kind of the the best chapter of of this bunch um also some good outfits in here uh there's this one of i guess it's um is it yagami i don't know who this girl is oh it's it's the manager it's uh, kyoko she's got like a real cool like coat on here it's got like a yeah uh, a pretty fun fun design looks looks real cozy um love love that outfit i also like uh this beginning part where godai and the boys are hanging out at that restaurant we've seen them out of the past but now we actually see the outside mm-hmm. of it and it's got mm-hmm. this cool like log cabin type architectural motif going on yeah that's dope very cool mm-hmm. yeah the, but the uh like the signs and stuff looks like it's a, a haunted house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that place looks weird, awesome weird stuff going on there yeah mm-hmm. the, the interior is so cool though we've seen it a few times before and like i can imagine what it would look like in real life it's one mm-hmm. of the things she's really good at drawing is just like interiors of buildings and stuff yep and this uh this sort of setup for um the the restaurant it's actually a very uh like progressive design. I was actually just at a an architecture office not too long ago. It's got like a similar <laughs> similar thing. So you yeah. know, I mean, those are professional designers. Though, so 
Takahashi, you know, maybe Takahashi should have been should have been an architect. I mean, I, I think she's doing all right from her various manga and anime yeah. series, but you know, <laughs> in another life. <laughs> um, in chapter one hundred, a few months later, Godai is now working part time at a preschool and doing night classes. Uh, yeah, I'll just like let that sink in for a second. <laughs> He should not be doing anything of the sort. Um, apparently, this means that he's somewhat similar to Soichiro as like uh, Kyoko is looking back on her time period of like getting to know him, which is also, um, yeah, <laughs> something. I do love, I love all, normally we'll see Soichiro and it's like one panel, so they've got his face blocked out. Here there's multiple panels of Soichiro, he's talking, and his face is just a silhouette, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Um, I really like Godai's sweatshirt here, which just says potato on it. Yeah, that rocks. Mm-hmm. He's got some good clothes. Also, he, he had one earlier yeah. that was just, just said do on it. <laughs> what what makes this cool too is that it says potato but like the first o in potato for some reason it's just like floating above the rest of the word and it's in a mm-hmm. different font yep uh fascinating design here mm-hmm. yeah that's that's great also good outfit from uh yagami here she's got like the the shirt and tie with the sweat or no that's not yagami that's a uh, ikuko um yeah she's got like the the shorts like rolled up too that's a that is a sick fit yeah that's that's another thing that um takahashi does pretty well like always characters have different outfits and they're always like interesting there's always Mm -hmm. something weirder almost avant-garde going on with all of them yep there's also i like the depiction of like the, the cherry blossoms it man you know, I guess I've never been, but is that really how how like it is during the cherry blossom season over there? They're just like it looks like snow on the ground. Like they're having to shuffle through it. Yeah, that's that's sick. I guess it's like fall up here, mm-hmm. just like yeah. I guess that's fair through the leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very. Those cool. are some some pretty dope panels. Uh, in chapter one hundred one, Mitaka's family members are trying to set him up with a rich heiress named Asuna, and he attends a marriage interview with her, even though he's not really interested at all. And then when he arrives, she shows up with her 10 pet dogs, which causes him to freak out and run. However, she seems to be super into him for some reason, because this is Mason Okoku, and people just fall in love with someone at first sight mm-hmm. all the time. Um, opening uh, like cover page, really sick. Uh, love this one of, uh, whatchamacallit, Kyoko just hanging out here with, with the dog um she got a, mm-hmm. she's got a cool fit on she's got like the tall like scruffy socks with the i guess they're not sandals but like hurache shoes almost or something these are yeah this is a this is a good look and i do like the illustration mitaka like freaking out after seeing the dogs for the first time mm-hmm. um it's another thing we've seen a couple times here where there'll be a extreme close-up of a character drawn with super thick outlines that almost feel amateurish or like scribbly in a way yeah i always think it's mm-hmm. a cool effect that you see in 80s manga a lot mm-hmm. yeah i also like the introduction to um asana her her character looks very it's like you know kind of that that standard shoujo manga thing where like it's got like these soft edges this like screen tone almost around it i think that's pretty cool too 
Yeah. Um, in chapter 102, Asuna finds out about Mitaka's thing with Kyoko and awkwardly confronts her while she's walking her dogs. When Kyoko asks Mitaka about what's going on, Mitaka says that he's done waiting around and issues an ultimatum. They get married in a week or he's moving on to see what's going on with Asuna. I mean, you know, shout out to Mitaka for actually trying to like get get some plot progression done here, but it just backfires because as we'll see later, we're still we're still going on it's the longest week wait in ever in a manga. It's rivaling Witch Watch for uh just maybe the worst concept of like actual time movement <laughs> in a manga. Yeah, this one's Maybe not as egregiously bad as the previous arc, but mm-hmm. perhaps more boring. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in chapter 103, as the weeks roll along, or as the week rolls along, Asuna keeps running into Kyoko and Godai is nowhere to be found, busy with work and night school. The night before she has to give her answer, Kyoko hopes Godai will convince her not to say yes. But he stays up late hanging with Sakamoto and hitting the clubs instead. She leaves in a fury when she finds a receipt that tells her that Godai was out in like the red light district. And when she heads out to give Mitaka her answer, she once again runs into Asuna, who brought all her dogs with her. Mitaka sees the dogs and has a full-blown seizure. <laughs> and then Kyoko falls asleep from exhaustion and believes that she was stood up again. I I really want to know what's going on with the dogs here because this is like beyond a phobia. This dude like literally sees a dog and is immediately hospitalized. Yeah, this dude is not not about the dogs. Also, she has so many dogs. There's yeah, like crazy. eight dogs here. This is nuts. But yeah, he needs to. I, I feel like that would be so. I mean, we can see, I guess, that it is. But like that'd be so debilitating. You just see dogs out sometimes. This dude, yeah, he just had a seizure. That's like yeah, it's, incredibly it's dangerous. Also, I was looking up because they they talked about soap. They were going to Soapland. Oh uh, yeah, like, what 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 is that? And then I looked mm-hmm. it up, and it's like, oh, this is like uh, they were going to strip clubs and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. yeah. I only know that because they get they go to the soaps uh, in uh, in Yakuza a lot. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't get to see that because <laughs> I don't even want to imagine how godai acted while he was there no not at all it is kind of funny though you can tell they were in uh so in the yakuza games the the main cities called kamurocho which i think is it's based off this part of tokyo called kabukicho and it looks just like these panels of like godai (laughs) and sakamoto like walking through this like almost like Times squarish looking you know red light district city so it's it's very funny because like oh that like yeah this is what the yakuza games look like so it you know they're they're in that part of tokyo i guess Mm -hmm. um in chapter 104 things are looking bad for godai and as a last ditch effort he tries to record a cassette tape for kyoko uh confessing his true feelings for her but unfortunately he gives her a tape recorded by one of his young students which leads to nothing but confusion on her part uh, this one was kind of funny. I liked the old like karaoke boombox recorder mm-hmm. technology. The, the 80s technology that appears throughout Mason Akoku is pretty cool. Yep, I um, agree. But it's just all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mason Akoku is, you know, a manga that was like 
created in its time that has become like a a pretty decent period piece. (laughs) There's something weird. I guess this is like, so in the first page here, Kyoko is having some sort of like weird daydream where she's hanging out at a restaurant getting stood up once again. But if you look at like the background characters in this dream, oh yeah, like what they look like, they look like Goodnight Poon Poon. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of like the dude, uh, like from Toe Jam and Earl. Mm-hmm. Kind of got that little design style going on. I, I, or Gumby. Um, yeah, very weird. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know the thought process behind that illustration. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, in chapter 105, Asuna's dad pulls up on Mitaka and wants to know exactly uh, what's going on. And when he says he can't marry her because he's in love with someone else and hates dogs, the dad just isn't buying it at all. Later, Mitaka comes to Kyoko's house and says he's about to turn down Asuna in person and then propose to her. But when he gets there, all of her dogs are there. And we get a bit of like a cliffhanger ending mm-hmm. for that chapter. There is maybe one of the more hilarious moments from Mason Okoku in here. He's like, you know, trying to decide uh, how he's going to like break it off with Asuna. And he says, uh, she has my sympathy. And then she's just writing dogs, dogs, dogs in the sand. And the next, the next page says, no, she doesn't. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> It reminds me of that scene from like the Star Wars episode two where Anakin and Padme are like supposed to be having this romantic moment and he's just talking about like how much he hates sand. But <laughs> in this case, we've got Mitaka like thinking about how much he hates dogs and mm-hmm. then Asuna writing dogs over and over in the sand, like it is hilarious. That's pretty so funny good. stuff. <laughs> and then at the end, the car that they're sitting in just gets mobbed by each of her dogs, which mm-hmm. the dogs are... I, I love the illustration because we have such a diversity of, like, sizes and breeds here. Um, Just cool to see, like, all these different types of dog represented in the mob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, just hanging out. There's, like, yeah, this giant, like... Man, I don't even know what this thing is. This this one dog is half as big as the car. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I would be pretty terrified too. Mm-hmm. And then to round things out in chapter one hundred six, uh, Mitaka is basically hospitalized for multiple days due to dog-induced panic. Kyoko uh, agrees to go visit him, and Godai, along with Asuna, secretly tail her. One of Asuna's dogs slips in and scares Mitaka, who jumps on top of Kyoko. And in true manga fashion, as Godai and Asuna walk in on them, uh, they're just like laying on top of each other. And we get a full cliffhanger ending for the volume as well. Mm -hmm. This is a weird volume ending. I feel like you don't see that very often where like this is very clearly just like ended in the story. Sometimes you'll get like little cliffhangers or like, you know, we're going to continue something. But this is like, you know, we... I feel like the next chapter should be, like, the next moment right after this that we see, you know? Yeah, and as much as this is, like, a... This is a pretty corny chapter with um, pretty, like, stock humor, but there's one panel or page that I really liked where we see them walking in on uh, Mitaka and Kyoko, 
And there's mm-hmm. this like huge transparent exclamation point that's cutting through the entire illustration diagonally. Yeah, that's awesome. Once again, a cool like experimental uh like re- not reaction shot, but just like use of sound effects, I guess, mm-hmm. that works really well. The experimentation in this series is really cool and I think an underrated element of what makes it good because everything else is kind of meh. But there's some yep. there's a lot of creative stuff going on outside of the story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I even like the 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 page following that one, this just like Godai and Asuna like looking at them. <laughs> They're just like this horrifying yeah. blank stare in their eyes. <laughs> I think they'd be more they shouldn't be this horrified though because this gag has happened to them to each of them or like multiple yeah like yeah. Mm-hmm. this should be a, just a day in the life for them at this point exactly i was like godai you know 10 chapters ago this same thing happened to you and a high school girl right yeah you should you should have a little bit of sympathy here yep <laughs> um all right jude well do we want to move on to sort of our uh, our what went wells yeah um not a whole lot that went well <laughs> these two chapters but mm-hmm. I, I guess like i was saying before uh takahashi still does try to like innovate with the panel layout and how she sequences her illustrations in a way that you don't see you see it a little bit more nowadays but compared to a lot of the 80s manga i've seen she does, you know, get a little creative with the way things are laid out or the way illustrations like pop out of the panel. Yeah, and that's always I, fun to see. Mhm. And I think that like she has a very basic sort of panel structure for the most part. Like everything is if not like a grid, it's, you know, not too dissimilar so that when there are panels like that one with the big exclamation mark, they they feel a lot cooler than that panel would if it were in any other manga, right? So I think that's, that's true. That you know that that helps also. Um, my first well, well, as you said, there's a there's not that many in these two volumes, unfortunately. But I'm gonna go with the 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 outfits. The outfits in Mason Okoku are always great, varied. Uh, they change them up like every day. The only like real reoccurring outfit we have is Kyoko's um like uh, apron she has. Um. Yeah. But other than that, everyone's kind of wearing different stuff all the time. I guess uh, Yotsuya is always wearing the same thing, and Ropongi is always wearing uh, the same like sheer nightgown. But uh, everything else, you know, kind of kind of changing a lot. And you know, it's always fun to to check those out and see what ridiculous shirt Godai has. Yeah, I, I agree. And similarly, I mean, I feel like I've said this the past few times, but I'm kind of scraping for legit compliments. <laughs> but like. The intro pages are always a highlight and are the type of thing you could easily just like post a screenshot of somewhere online mm-hmm. and get some buzz just because like when Takahashi doesn't have to worry about the storytelling and just cooks on like an illustration, it, it's always like 10 out of 10. She's a great artist when she doesn't have to worry about like paneling or storytelling. Yep. Yeah. This is one you could follow the Twitter account that's just like you know, Mason Okoku title pages on Twitter. And you'd be like, yeah, this is one yeah. of my favorite manga just from looking at those pages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be a more enjoyable time than actually reading it. Uh, I think, um, yeah, my second one went well, man. Yeah, it is really scraping the, scraping the bottom of the barrel, but, um, 
I'll say some of the kind of the locations. It was cool to see the, you know, the red light district sort of depicted in the same way that I've seen it in, in other media. So that's, you know, it's fun to have been like, oh, I've, I've walked around that in a video game. I know where they are. That was cool. Um, you know, as we mentioned, like the, um, whatchamacallit, the restaurant has a cool look to it. Um, so, you know, some of, some of those, even like the shrine, I thought that that like big kind of panorama scene, the, um, the ones of the, the cherry blossoms and stuff. There were some cool places we got to visit in, in these volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the settings are always great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jude, uh, what are your, what are your two gripes? I know that we probably, uh, are chock full of them, but you know, we gotta, we gotta narrow it down. Um, I kind of, I'll keep some of them a bit more like specific because I think I'm going to get into them a little bit later when we talk about the characters, Mm -hmm. but I actually think Coach Mitaka's arc, like I don't hate him as a character, but I almost feel like his presence in the story just feels like an annoyance because Kyoko is, there's the stakes never feel real because Kyoko never really considers choosing him and you, you know She's not actually gonna like make any progress with her mm-hmm. or with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, my first gripe is that just these volumes as a whole felt super run of the mill, and like you know, as reading these, kind of getting the feeling that like we did not need 160 chapters of Mason Akoku. Um, I think that like Sket Dance felt similar at times, where it was just kind of like, oh, we've recycled this little arc, we've recycled this joke, but. Sket Dance had the luxury of having, like, being able to just throw in the kind of filler joke chapter that you'd be like, okay, that last arc was a little bit annoying, but then they had these two just hilarious chapters. Mason Koku doesn't do that nearly as often as it should for a series that is this long, I think. Like, you know, if this is going to be 160 chapters, I need, like, 90 of them to be just hilarious sitcom episodes. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel for mine, like, my big gripe is that the series needs to stop doing arcs. Like they can have the overarching story, mm-hmm. but I think the arcs need to be capped at like three chapters maximum because we had yep. two that almost were like entire volume length arcs. Mm-hmm. And despite the, I mean, both of them kind of had like terrible characters and setups. Yeah. But they also just felt like they didn't need to be that long. And there's a lot of filler within the arcs themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And my final gripe is it's been two episodes now of just garbage new characters. Um, so I'm going to say the Takahashi had done not that long ago a good job of introducing fun characters like the one that uh, Godai meets when he's in like Hokkaido or wherever it was. She was cool. Um, but any more like every time we get new characters, like I groan because I'm like, this person's going to be just insufferable to to hang yeah. out with and <laughs> and and they are yagami and asana are both not not very good um so all right jude who is your uh who's your resident of the week this week hmm you know i feel like it's kind of difficult to pick anyone but i'm gonna go with asana or sorry not asana's dad i am gonna go with yagami's dad um mm. he even though he definitely has a tendency to like get overly intoxicated and forget things like many of the other characters in the series do uh he he definitely has his daughter's best interest in mind and like 
you know, I wouldn't hire Godai either. So no, absolutely. Kudos mm-hmm. to him for holding out for so long. And I, I feel bad for the guy because he did try to, you know, do the right thing and make it up to Godai at the end. Mm-hmm. And right after that, his company goes bankrupt. So <laughs> even when he ends up hurting Godai in the end, it's not really his fault. And he doesn't even own the company. He just does HR for them. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, he's uh, just yeah he he's yeah. trying to kind of kind of make amends and help out when he can, and it just you know sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, my resident of the week, I'm gonna go with uh kind of the the head teacher uh from Godai's student teaching arc. Um, she is I think the most reasonable person we've encountered in the manga. She's the only <laughs> one that you know actually behaves as maybe a, a real human would. Um. So for that, and you know, in in a particularly heinous arc, she is a a bright light. So <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving the MVP to her this week. Um. All right, Jude. Who's uh who's staying with Soichiro this this episode? I feel like I've complained about some people already in this uh this episode. So I'm gonna actually give this to Kyoko. Mm. I mean, she's not like. She's not as horrible a person as some of the people that are pursuing her, but at the same time, it's like you've been you've been like leading people on for three years at this point, and just yeah. like spending the entire series like whining and complaining mm-hmm. and being like, "I wish somebody would just tell me not to get married to this other person." Like <laughs> at this point, like yeah, she, she some of the other people are more despicable than her, but we've already like complained about them. At this point, it's like. You're you're almost as bad just because mm-hmm. you you seem to have no agency in life. Yeah, well, and she's just so poorly written. Like her waffling back and forth is not convincing at all. Like there's yeah. no there's no good like explanation for any of it. The setup is just terrible. I it is just horribly horribly mishandled. Um, for me, I'm gonna say it's Asuna. Asuna, we've complained about. Yeah, <laughs> but she is just a terrible terrible character her whole deal is that she just loves dogs she sets up this just stupid arc um at least yagami sometimes had like a couple moments you're like oh she's in a cool outfit (laughs) so like i'll give her points for that but asana is just not not good at all she's so she's so lame and her introduction like at first there's this thing of where uh is like oh well you know it convinces him that now he needs to get the answer from kyoko but we've seen this before and asana i is not convincing i i just don't believe that if at the end of this kyoko doesn't choose mitaka that it's gonna be like oh well then he chose asana and so now we're we're kind of yeah. done with that arc that's that's not gonna happen either she she sucks she serves no purpose at all yeah, that's that's the problem. This at first I was like, maybe this is going to be one of the series that's kind of carried by the secondary cast, and you know, it's mm-hmm. all about you know getting to know the people in this house. But we really haven't gotten to know them, and I think that's the I'll add that to my list of gripes. Mm-hmm. Like we really just haven't explored anything beyond the relationship drama between like the three main characters. Exactly. Which yeah. is like the thing I care the least about. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of with Mr. and Mrs. Ichinose and those chapters were actually like really nice. Um, but then yeah. nothing else. Like we get no exploration to like what's going on with Yotsia or even like 
We get the one thing where, like, Rapongi gets broken up with. Like, I would have liked to see, like, what's Rapongi doing just on the, on, like, her daily life? Let's, let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, all right. Well, that does it for, uh, these Mason Okoku episodes. We'll have, uh, volumes 11 and 12, uh, during our, our next ones. Um, Jude, before we head out, do you have any kind of last minute recommendations? We didn't really do any last episode because that's basically just 10 recommendations from us both, but you got any kind of non-manga stuff? Let me see. Um, not a recommendation, but just like a report. I'm going to be, uh, watching the new Wes Anderson movie, um, Asteroid City tonight, so... Mm. I'll report back with my thoughts on that. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. I was nice. going to see it opening night, and something happened. We weren't able to, but mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, I've seen the like the trailers and stuff for it. Um, it looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. Um, but I also just realized I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. I don't think I've ever watched any of his movies. I think I watched like half of Fantastic Mr. Oh, Fox real? one time, and that's all I've seen. That one's sick. That's a favorite of mine for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say all of his stuff, it's like I'll see the trailer, I'm like, okay, I got it. That looks cool. And I just never kind of get around to actually like checking it out. Um my recommendation this week, I'm gonna do a movie as well. Uh I watched or rewatched Paris is Burning on Friday mm-hmm. night. Um, you know, uh documentary about like kind of the eighties New York like drag scene. And uh yeah, it's it's great that that documentary is is fantastic. I always um l- love sort of like getting the refresher that like all of these uh terms that kind of got co-opted by like uh pop stars and kind of the general public uh started from there like yeah. uh you know like like shade that's just like a part of the lexicon now and it's been sort of like yeah. stolen and bastardized by everyone else so it's kind of you know it, it's fun to get that that history lesson and it's just it's it's good I'll you know they're real people, but I'll call them like all the all the characters in the the documentary mm-hmm. are are great too. Um, some some good good interviews in there. You can tell that everyone just like really cares about uh kind of the the community and like putting on these like well done balls and like competitions and stuff. Um, so it's it's yeah. uh it's real good. Check check that out. That's one I've always like been interested in and have not checked out, so Ooh. I need to peep that as well. Yeah, I recommend it. It's on it's on uh it's on HBO Max or I guess just Max and it's only like seventy five minutes, so yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty quick watch. Sick. Yeah. Um well yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Um thanks for listening. Hit us with the uh the ratings and review on Spotify or Apple or wherever and we'll uh we'll see you next time.